You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Got a fun show today. All sorts of uh, tech news. Uh, big one we'll uh, be talking about after the next break. Microsoft buying LinkedIn for $26 billion. I always wonder how they come up with those evaluations. Cash, money. Cash. Who just has $26 billion just kind of sitting around? Microsoft. You know? Apparently. Microsoft and does. So uh, we got our good friend Shane Dingman from the Global Mail to kind of break down uh, what that all means and maybe why they did that. Because uh, that's a lot of money. They paid a premium. Yeah, price. I've been getting a lot of questions from friends like, why would they buy LinkedIn? Yes. Um, you know, and not everyone uses LinkedIn, but you know, if you are in business uh, or even looking for a job, it's good to have a LinkedIn profile because that's kind of the, it's like the Facebook for business. Like yep. uh, if uh, someone is looking at you to potentially hire you, uh, they'll uh, they'll creep you on LinkedIn to see what you're all about. You know, that's another interesting thing. Do you remember when LinkedIn purchased? Um, what was that? Uh, Lynda.com? Yep. Do you remember that? Yep. So Lynda.com, for people that don't know, is kind of like an online video tutorials for different types of skills. So say you want to become a video editor. I actually subscribe to a Lynda.com video series on Adobe Premiere. Really? And it takes you step by step, kind of gives you a good overview. It's like a classroom lesson. How much does that cost you? Uh, it costs... Um, it's more like a, of a service, so yep. you can say anywhere from like ten to twenty dollars a month. Yeah, you can get these kind of course packages, That's and I think cool. you can also buy them outright. Yeah, um, and basically you can learn a skill or say a piece of software, whether it's Photoshop or, or Adobe Premiere. Uh, and LinkedIn purchased Lynda dot com, which made a lot of sense because, say, you're trying to get a job and you lack a certain skill. Now you can there go you and go. take LinkedIn this course. Can, can help you out, and you see that a lot on LinkedIn right now. Is that they're trying to promote these course packages that they have because that's a great service if you're kind of lacking a couple of skills to get the job that you want uh, that's out there. Very, very interesting. Um, Microsoft, also in the news, I talked to Jill Bennett about this uh, this morning. Uh, they have some software that helps uh, marijuana growers uh, manage their their growth from seed to weed. Seed to uh, sale, I think, is what they... I, I like mine. <laughs> Seed to weed, I've coined that new phrase. But if you think about it, here is this, this industry that is booming in the United States. There's three states right now that allow you for recreational marijuana use. And, and that's about a $6 billion industry coming up. This, this year, year, that's for what legal marijuana in the U.S. Now, uh, in, the fall, in the fall, California is also going to vote whether they want to join that club for recreational marijuana use yeah. where you can just go and buy it. Do you, do you know how much they estimate... I uh, do. Sales? $20 if, billion yeah. by 2020. Isn't that crazy? That is a huge jump. And so what Microsoft has done and said, listen, this industry requires a back-end kind of software services so that you can track every single point that, that, from that seed to the sale. Every single thing needs to be documented for it to be like, you know, regulatory reasons and compliance. But isn't that kind of, kind of um, crazy? Like Microsoft, huge Fortune 100 company, um, marijuana, yes, legal in some states in the U.S., but federally it's not. Yes. So, And it's always been that gray area. Yeah, so you know, big companies aren't like dying to jump in yet because the law is not there. Especially the banks. The yeah. banks have not, uh, some, for some people, they won't accept that money because it's so gray right now. Well, yeah, because um, the banks could get charged because uh, that federally, again, it's illegal. Yeah to be growing and selling marijuana. So if the banks are, you know, helping store all that money, they're complicit in 
Absolutely. Yeah. So the interesting thing about this is Microsoft, you know, they could have decided to do this and be quiet about it and not publicize it, you know, kind of just offer this back end support, you know, with their cloud services. But they, they went out and just told everybody, yeah, we're in it. Because, like, think about Washington State. They're Microsoft. They're in it to win it. They're in it to win it. It's like, <laughs> it's like the gold rush of this age, right? It's the green rush. And, and they saw that there's a lot of money going to be moved around, and they wanted to create the infrastructure on the back end to allow you to do that, to, to be compliant for all the different regulations that are required for this industry to really grow and be legitimized. I don't know if you saw this story uh, this week, Andy. Um, you know Microsoft with Windows 10. Uh, Free until the end of July. That's right. Yep. We got to get someone from Microsoft on to, to get the lowdown on that. What, yeah. What uh, will happen after? Well, that's the, the end big thing because they said that you're going to have to be charged for Windows 10 after that date. A lot of people are going to think, no, they're not going to charge you. They just want you to migrate to Windows 10 because yeah. operating systems are free right now. You know, to get a Mac upgrade, you don't have to pay anything. No, or if you on your iPhone or your Android phone, the upgrade. And it's in Microsoft's best interest for you to start using Windows 10 and <clears throat> yeah, to make that then, migration. Because then the developers have a common platform. They're not having to worry about making their software or their app work on, uh, you know, Windows Vista and Windows 7 and Windows XP, right? And we know there's a lot of, like, we, we listen to callers on this show that are, are very hesitant. They're not ready to make that jump. Yeah. So... In the next couple of weeks, you're going to really have to decide, are you going to migrate your, your Windows 7 computer, your Windows Vista computer? I don't think they do XP, though. No, uh, no. With Windows 7, Windows Vista, and Windows 8 will migrate to Windows 10 for free. A lot I don't of know about Windows have, Vista, though. I think it's Windows 8 and well, Windows 7. Well, maybe, maybe. I think well, Vista was just such a bad operating system. It wasn't on the market for very long. You know, yeah. Windows 7 came out really quickly after that because... Vista sucked. It, it was so bad. It took so much of your processing power just to operate, and they fixed so, that in Windows so 7. So there's a new feature they're uh, rolling out with Windows 10 right now. So if you've got Windows 10 on your machine, you've upgraded your machine, mm-hmm. um, or you've got you know this laptop you bought that's got Windows 10 on it, they have a new feature that will let you reinstall a clean version of Windows 10 on your, on your machine, wiping out all the bloatware. You know how when you buy yes. like a machine from Acer or HP or any of these guys, they put all their own kind of apps and software on there. Yes, and it's just most of it's crap. Yes, and the it's first just thing I uninstall space. when you yeah, buy a computer. And but it takes time. Yeah. Uh, so this new feature lets you reinstall a fresh, clean copy that just gets rid of all of that stuff. That's that's actually great news. I love it. You know, because the thing is, when you upgrade from one operating system to the next. All that junk is still there. It, they're, they're like hidden files in your computer, and, and they can still like degrade the performance of it. So having that blank slate. Remember I always sell, tell you like on my birthday, I would always format know, my computer. always format your hard drive. And, and, it, and it just felt like I had a new computer Happy again. birthday to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I always used to do that because then I remember when's the last time that I made that, that big formatting of the computer. Uh, now... Like you saying, it's just like a little application. So when I get home this weekend, I know it's going to be raining all weekend. Guess what I'll be doing? You should get out more. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you need to get out more. You know what? We're going to have to take a break here, but I want you to stay tuned. Uh, we've got Shane Dingman from the Globe and Mail coming uh, online, and he's going to explain to us why LinkedIn is worth $26 billion to Microsoft and what are they going to do with it? I'm, I'm fascinated to hear some of his answers. Wait. You are listening to Get Connected, brought to you by our friends at London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network back after this. You're back with Get Connected. 
Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar talking all things technology. LinkedIn, over 400 million users. I've got my profile up there with all my uh, business stuff. I'm LinkedIn to you. I know. We're yeah. like LinkedIn buddies. <laughs> um, but, you know, a great tool for me, like uh, trying to meet people or, you know, get contacts inside certain organizations. Uh, so I use it quite a bit. Microsoft purchased for $26 billion. On the line, we've got Shane Dingman, who is a, a technology genius. How are you doing, Shane? <laughs> oh, don't oversell it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure at all. Uh, $26 billion. Um, it's interesting. I, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, Microsoft buying them. What are your thoughts? It sounds like play money, doesn't it? $26 billion. That's That's an absurd figure. It's, <laughs> it's a 50% premium on LinkedIn, which has had a real run on its shares in, the, in this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I don't think anyone saw it coming because it doesn't make sense to us uh, as outsiders. We're like, well, why would you want to get into social space? That doesn't seem like, A, something Microsoft had done successfully before. Uh, it has ignored it for the most part. And, you know, they, you know they, they already made a huge disastrous bet on trying to get in late to the mobile game with Nokia. Why would they try to do the same with social? But I have to say, and you guys tell me what you think about Sachin Nadella. From my looking at it, other than you know the moment when he was sort of caught flat-footed on gender and uh, sort of diversity problems at Microsoft and had no good answer for that, he hasn't really put too many feet wrong so far in his tenure. Uh, he's cleaned up a lot of Balmer's mistakes and fixed some of the structural problems of that company. And, and so far, I, I tend to give him a little bit of credit. Yeah, you know, I got to be honest, um, I didn't see this one coming, but it makes sense to me. Uh, You know, Microsoft uh, is at heart a a software company. Uh, Obviously, they're looking at growing like any other company would be out there. The operating system business is going the way of the Dodo because everyone's giving that away for free now, Uh, like Apple uh, with their Macs and iOS and Android and Google Chrome, so there's not huge revenue coming in from there. Obviously, they make tons of money on their productivity uh, suites, uh, cloud software services. So I can see how integrating um, LinkedIn into the Microsoft world uh, is actually a good bet, especially when you look at uh, them trying to compete with some of the other big guys out there like Salesforce.com. Yeah, and I think that that Salesforce is a great example. They tried to buy LinkedIn. It came out this week that they made a bid as well. They just didn't have quite the, uh, the cash. Um, of course, Microsoft didn't either. They're borrowing the, the, the majority of this sum to do it, and uh, their ratings may t- their debt rating may take a hit because of that. But here's the thing, and I think you, you hit on a key there, Salesforce. Why would Salesforce be interested? Uh, Satya Nadella said something on the conference call and then in subsequent interviews that really struck with me. It's this idea that what he really sees in LinkedIn is essentially, forget the social graph where you friends and, 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 and who you things you like and the shows you like tell you an advertiser what you might be interested in as a consumer. He looks at LinkedIn and he sees potentially the economic graph, the graph of the economy. Everybody who uh, essentially is a knowledge worker is got a LinkedIn account, and a lot of other people who are not knowledge workers have a LinkedIn account, who they are connected to, what they are doing, what kind of companies they work for. That information is all inside LinkedIn. And he sees an opportunity for when you're working on a project that touches on something that is referenced inside that economic graph, if you're making a PowerPoint or you're making a Word doc or an Excel spreadsheet on, say, Office 365, which is their highest average revenue per user product, he sees this opportunity to link those two things together and maybe tell you something you don't know about the area you're working in or maybe 
tell somebody on LinkedIn that, hey, this person could be a lead for you because they're working on a project that is related to a service you sell. So he sees essentially by marrying Microsoft's productivity data, data which for the most part, I guess Microsoft has been capturing but not being able to use because they don't have like a sort of product that allows them to operationalize things they know about our use of Word software. Now he has a way to do that. Potentially, he has a way to create a massive lead generation operation, and on top of that, a consumer advertising business for B2B that is perhaps second to none. So it's kind of an incredible and reaching idea, and again, I'm, I'm kind of impressed that Nadella and the people around him saw the opportunity. Shane, one interesting thing about LinkedIn, I think a lot of people don't realize, especially when you compare it to another social network like Facebook, is LinkedIn creates a lot of content. There's a lot of content being generated. And I've always found it interesting just from the people that I'm linked into is what kind of content are they creating and what kind of content are they sharing? And I think that's going to be very, very valuable for Microsoft, who doesn't really have a foothold in the social space. But now they have a, a foothold in the business social space and to see what people are talking about because they have offerings that they could also create content for inside of LinkedIn. Exactly. And, uh, and what else do they learn? They're learning from that, right? Like, it's not just that it's important to have social. What do you get out of social? You get insight into the economy. I mean, this really does suggest that they have fundamentally realized that they're, they're never going to be competitive with some of the other sort of more casual consumer products out there for productivity. They're honing in on, on, on enterprise. You know, they have always been an enterprise company that has made big money also in the consumer space. But increasingly, they are looking at their services and their analytics and their cloud-focused big data work as, you know, voracious for information about the economy and about the people who might potentially buy Microsoft services. There's really not too many better sources of what's going on in the economy than the LinkedIn graph. But Shane, why do you think they paid $26 billion? Like you said, it's a 50% premium. Why do you think they, they had to end up paying that much for LinkedIn? Well, it's funny because in the end, it will not end up being a ton of money for Microsoft. It sounds crazy to us. Microsoft's an enormous company. I mean, it's, hard, it's easy to forget that when you're, you talk about Apple and people like that. But Microsoft has so much money. And, and they have, I think they have something in the neighborhood of $100 billion in cash. They're not even using most of that cash. They want to keep that cash handy for something else. This is, however, the largest single buy they've ever done. And, you know, some of the other things they've bought for big money, Nokia, Skype, uh, you know, even Yammer, which was like only about a billion dollars, those haven't worked out so well. And the history of mergers and acquisitions in corporate America is not great. Acquisitions of this size usually don't uh, end up returning that value, you know. But it, I think they really do see that this is kind of the price of buying a still-growing um, uh, social graph, which is also an economic graph. And there's really no other place you could get it or build it, you know. So I think they just kind of looked at what they wanted to do in terms of the data, and they looked at the potential other partners, and they realized, man, we're going to have to just pay this. This may not end up actually making us money on the, on like the deal, but it'll help us learn enough about our products and about our customers that it'll make money in the end for us. So I guess a lot of people are standing back looking now, hoping that they don't screw it up like they did the whole Nokia mobile space. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what happened to Yammer. I mean, like, I don't know if you guys ever had Yammer in one of your offices, but like, that was essentially Slack before Slack. Yeah. A uh, sort of Facebook-style, you know, uh, social network for your business, right? Like a sort of, you know, in-house uh, channel of, of, for conversations. And they never did anything on that platform. They did nothing to keep it alive, um, and it, it died. Like, it, it, it withered. Uh, I see it as a little icon on my Office 365 
but I never, <laughs> I never for Yammer. Cl- yeah, I never click on it. <laughs> I mean, they're terrible branding too. I mean, <laughs> why? Well, yeah, like because that is what everyone thinks about Office communications. It's just a bunch of Yammer. Yeah. But uh, you know, this this time at least they do seem to be saying you know maybe in the Microsoft way is not the way to do. Uh, a social company that has grown on its own all this time. And let's be fair, frank, too. This is really ultimately a rescue for LinkedIn. They had grown as much as they could have grown um, on their own. They, they have their, their attempts to diversify their product have not really gone amazingly well. The, 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 the appetite for loaning them more money from even hedge funds is, has gone away to maybe make any other purchases. Like They, they were out of options uh, to make any major changes. So... Microsoft really did save that company from what could have been essentially a longer period of decline for them. It's too bad they didn't accept my offer. <laughs> and what was that, Mike? Uh, it was eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shane, did I want to thank you. The ham sandwich? <laughs> yeah, exactly, uh, Shane. I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us, Shane Ding, the technology reporter over the Globe and Mail. Uh, I guess obviously people can find uh, more of your stuff there. You betcha. When we come back from the break, we're going open line. We're going to take your tech calls and questions, uh, anything. We'll be your on-air tech support. Or if you've uh, got uh, some buying advice you need, back to school is coming now. I know back to school is ending, but everyone's planning for back to school in September, so uh, we can help you out with that as well. The phone number is 604-280-9898 and 1-877-399-9898. And we come back, we've... Uh, Got a cool contest uh, as well that you'll uh, want to hear about. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by our friends at London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here. We uh, are going open line now. So that means we're taking your technology calls and questions, kind of like uh, on-air tech support. So if you need some buying advice uh, for gadgets in your life, and, you know, Father Stays tomorrow. That's it, yeah. Huh? It's a big Sunday. I know. I, I need some gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love gifts. That's 604-280-9898. If you're phoning uh, anywhere in Canada or the U.S., toll free, 1-877-399-9898. And uh, we've got a contest going today, uh, courtesy of uh, Sony PlayStation Canada, uh, which, uh, you know, they've got a, actually a good list of uh, gift ideas for dad. Uh, a lot of dads love the Sony PlayStation 4. I know you have one. Yeah. You're you know, not a dad, but... This is the, thing about, this is the thing about dads these days, and, and just like the whole thing is like a lot of dads grew up playing video games. Oh, And now yeah. they have kids, and they play video games with their kids. Someone like yourself. Yes. I wish, so, I had, more, I wish I had more time to play video well, games. My son, Evan, loves the PlayStation 4. Here's the 4. thing, Mike. Nobody has time to play video games. You make time. You make, <laughs> you make time, time to play. It's either you sleep less, or you, you don't work out, you do something, but you make that time to play video games. And... We're going to give away uh, MLB The Show. This is uh, the big baseball game franchise, and it's available. We're it's giving... amazing, though. The, the, the graphics. I used to play baseball games as a kid, and yeah. it has gotten amazing. Like, because the thing is, you don't really realize just how fast reaction time baseball players have. Yeah. And now we have the games at that level where you can actually simulate how fast, a, a, say, a fastball is. Yeah. And you have to make a split decision if you're going to swing or not. And this game is fantastic because you can do home run derbies with your dad. You know, it's a rainy weekend in Vancouver, so you can play catch with your dad. Oh, but in the PlayStation. Yeah, in the Matrix. I- exactly. So this uh, game, I think it goes for about 79 uh, bucks, uh, but uh, amazing. It, the, the quality is amazing. You can kind of simulate if you want to be like a, a manager and have your own team, or you can just play the game. It's a fantastic gift, and we're going to give it away. All you got to do is go to our website 
getconnectedmedia.com and just click on the contest page to enter and win MLB The Show available for the PlayStation 4. Just want to quickly mention some other uh, good games uh, out there that have been uh, rated pretty well uh, for the Sony PlayStation 4. Ratchet and Clank. Uh, this is based on the movie. You can send your dad on an intergalactic adventure with Ratchet and Clank. Uh, a lot of fun. I've actually had a chance to try that one. That's uh, only 50 bucks. Uh, and uh, if you haven't tried this one, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Oh, my God. It's like a movie. It is amazing. Yeah, it's so oh my God. amazing. This isn't your your grandfather's Atari. Like <laughs> this is this is a, an amazing amazing game. I think it goes for about seventy nine dollars. So you know, essentially, you play this character Nathan Drake, uh, and it's multiplayer as well. So you can actually team up with your dad and uh, try all sorts of uh, different modes and adventures. I think I played Uncharted three, and I was blown away because it really is like you're watching a movie, and then suddenly you're a character in the movie, and then you go back to like other different scenes. It's just a fantastic award-winning game. You got to check it out. And if you haven't tried any of the Lego games before, oh my God, they're so awesome. So they have uh, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens for the PlayStation 4. Uh, these Lego games are, are so awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, blending it in with Star Wars as well, it's, uh, it's uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of fun. So they've got all sorts of different storylines from the movie, uh, retold through, uh, through Lego. Uh, so you can uh, actually uh, play Lego with your dad. And I know it's funny, right? Are you going to play Lego? Yes, this is an awesome game. Yeah, and it's funny that Lego's still relevant these days. Uh, you know, with all this tech that we have, it's nice to see that they still a lot of people play Lego, and also they have video games using Lego as well. That one goes for about seventy nine uh, ninety nine, and I think that one becomes available June twenty eighth. We are going open line, taking any of your tech calls or questions here on Get Connected six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. We're going to jump here to Holly. Hey, Holly. Good morning. Good morning. Um. <clears throat> Pardon me. I have, a, or I had an iPhone four for the longest time, and uh, and then I had to switch over to an iPhone five. Yeah. Um, it was just failing me. I would probably would have kept iPhone four if I, as long as I could. I don't use it much for anything. Anyway, well, I backed up to the cloud, so I wouldn't uh, lose any of my text messages, etc. And now on my iPhone five, um, I was traveling and I got this message saying, "Oh, you're." You're full, and oh, you may want to spend some money and get more um, storage from the cloud. So I, I bought the storage, but I keep getting these messages popped up saying, "Oh, you're getting to the top of your, yeah, you're getting to the top of this." And yep. I never got that on the four, and I don't have a lot on my phone. Like I don't have a whole lot of apps. I don't have a lot of pictures. So what can I do to get this? What am I doing? What's on there that I keep filling up? Yeah, if uh, if you go into your settings uh, on your iPhone five. Uh, one of the options is iCloud, and yeah. uh, you can actually go in there and turn things on and off. So what iCloud's doing is basically, uh, and I think typically everything's turned on when you <laughs> when you got your phone. Um, it's storing all your photos, your your mail, contacts, notes, and and all that kind of stuff uh, up in the cloud. And you know it's it's nice, right? Because if you ever upgrade to a new phone or you lose your phone, it's easy then to just restore it from from that backup. So. It's great for photos and stuff, and I love it for that. But yes, uh, you'll find that you can start using up that cloud storage pretty pretty quickly. So uh, you'll just need to go into the iCloud settings and just you know determine uh, you know what kind of things you want stored up there. If you don't want the photos stored up there, that will save a lot of room. Uh, but you know, photos and videos they do start taking up uh, a lot of space, and that's probably what's eating up uh, some of your cloud storage. Okay, so I have a choice of choosing what I want to be stored there then. Yeah. Yes. 
And okay. so, uh, and then you can even go into the photo section, and um, you can. Uh, there's different types of options there as well. Uh, whether you want to, you know, up uh, upload all your iCloud photos, or if you want to optimize uh, the storage. So uh, go in there, and you'll you'll see it's pretty self-explanatory. Okay, it tells me I'm looking at settings. It says iCloud. Uh, it's a storage iCloud Drive off. Yep. Um, and then I've go to the, into the. Um, Photos, it, sells, it goes on, but when I go in there, iCloud Photo Library is off, Photo Stream is off, iCloud Photo Sharing is on, so I should probably turn that off. Yeah, and how much storage did you buy? Do you remember? Um, oh, it wasn't very much. Yeah. It was a dollar, it was a dollar ninety-nine one because it would allow me to take a photo yeah. or something, and I had to buy the storage to take a photo. Yeah. And I was really annoyed having to do that, so <laughs> I wanted to figure out what it is that's different about the iPhone 4 than it was on the iPhone 5 that I'm getting these reminders. Yeah, iPhone 4 doesn't have the iCloud integration that iPhone 5 does. Okay. Yeah, I guess you probably have a 16-gig phone as well. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's, that's tough. Um, I, I know so many people that have 16-gig phones, and it just... It fills up so fast because you don't even get 16 gigs no, because my, the operating system and apps are taking up like four or five gigs of it that. It drives me crazy that Apple still releases a 16 gig iPhone version because you can fill that up so quickly, especially with the new iPhone 6S. You know, you're talking about a 4K camera. That, that's going to get filled up right away. They should start to just move everything. And I hope they do this with the iPhone 7. They move it to 32 gig. That's the rumor. As the I lowest think they might they have to. They yeah. have to. 16 is just not enough. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, more of your calls. 604-280-9898 here on Get Connected. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here. Taking your calls and questions, 604-280-9898. In a little bit here, we'll also be getting App of the Week from Christina. I hear it's a great one this week, Andy. Yes, she always brings out the best apps, especially on dates like, uh, you know, on a weekend like this weekend. So I can't wait to see what that's all about. Going to jump here to the phone lines. Got Mary on the line. Hey, Mary. Hello. Hi. Um, My question, um, is there any way to recover text messages and photos from uh, an iPhone 6 that has been disabled from repeated attempts if you forgot your password. Oh, no. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, so it's like just permanently disabled? Yes. Yeah. And, I, and, I, you, and it's been backed up, but not for some time. So I, I know we'll get some photos and text back, but if there's a delay between when it was last backed up to today. Yeah. Did, did you have iCloud on? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can go up to like the iCloud site to see, uh, you know, when the last time it was backed up, right? And, and try to restore it onto a new iDevice. Uh, I imagine. Have you taken it to the Apple Store? Yes, I have. And what they what they say? They say you have to wipe it and then back it up from what the last time it was backed up on the computer. Yeah, and you can um, you can you remember the last time you backed it up? No. No, it's been some time. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't have any great, great answers there. They're, you know, Apple really locks things down like that. So I know. that, um, and they're always encouraging everybody to back everything to iCloud. And sometimes you don't have that automatic backup set up because you can have it so that when you get back home and it recognizes your Wi-Fi, it'll automatically sync everything. Um, because what they found was, remember in the olden days, you had to hook it to your computer, yeah, and then that's how everything would be backed up. Yeah, they found that nobody was doing that, and that's no. kind of why they introduced iCloud. Yeah, but like we were learned earlier iCloud fills up really fast and then they want you to pay for more storage yeah I mean it's pretty reasonable I think it's like two bucks a month or something yeah and especially if you got photos and, and videos but and things the problem is Mike is you don't realize all that until something like this happens I know I've... 
And and I can't tell you how many times we've heard people like, you know, they had photos, say, on the, on vacation, but something went wrong with the phone and they can't get that that data out. And it's locked down pretty good. There are forensic, um, you know, storage recovery solutions. Yeah, but, that, but they iPhone, can't even get nah, it in. No, not with an iPhone. Those no, they can't get down. in. Yeah, especially when it's been disabled. So, sorry, Mary, I, I don't have any great answers there. You might just have to pray that there was an iCloud backup. Yeah, some, and just somewhere. check. Log in and check when the last backup was. Yeah. So you'd use your Apple ID and, and password uh, on the iCloud uh, site for that. going to jump here to Percy. Hey, Percy. Hey, morning, Andy. Uh, listen, I, I had uh, almost the same thing happen. Uh, you know, my phone got destroyed somehow, and then I had, to, and of course I backed it up to the super big uh, iCloud account and all that. Uh, only to find out that um, I, you know, I shoot a lot of videos, and then you know, I like to watch them. You know, maybe stuff of my daughter performing or whatever. And I have them on my phone, and I went to the Apple store and said, "Oh no, iCloud only backs up the stuff that you bought from Apple." Like it doesn't back; it'll back up your pictures because there's not really copyright issues there. You took the picture, that's fine, and even the videos that you shoot, as long as you haven't edited them, like you haven't taken them off of the phone and then put them back on, because you know it's not easy to edit on an iPhone. Yeah, and, and uh, I was shocked. I mean, any ringtones that I created myself, any everything that you didn't buy is not backed up on iCloud. So what are you supposed to do about that? I mean. You know, like a video, maybe a documentary that you've downloaded that you want to watch. If you didn't buy it, it backing up, it's not going to be there. Yeah, uh, that's unfortunate. Unfortunately, what uh, Apple and iCloud do. Like, if you've put something onto your phone that you've downloaded from somewhere else, that's not being backed up into the cloud. Uh, I think it does uh, try to back up uh, photos and videos that you've taken yes. with the phone uh, itself. But uh, yeah, to your point. Um, no. <laughs> so that's an unfortunate uh, side to that. Um, you know, one one recommendation, though, as well, if you've got uh, not a lot of storage space on your phone, um, Google Photos is another great app. Google Photos. That's I'm, I'm surprised a lot of iPhone users aren't using Google Photos because it does that automatically. And most people have a Google email account, so you can you can really get photos like very easily. And not only that, uh, Google Drive is another great solution just for storing files that you want access to as you move from one device to another because you could always download those files onto your device, but then you also have them up in the cloud. I can't remember how many free, how much free storage you get on, on Google Drive, but it's a lot, and you could always buy, buy additional storage if you need it. So between Google, uh, it, for iPhone users, it's a great solution to basically back up your photos, your videos, and even some other content that you just want access to as you change from one device to another. Well, that's uh, I use Google Photo on uh, my home computer where I have all my photos and uh, home videos, and it's unlimited, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. It does compress uh, the photos, but for me, that's fine. I'm not blowing up you know, billboard-sized photos or anything like that, uh, but definitely you got to do it. If you've got photos and memories, get it for your iPhone, get it for your, your laptop and desktop, and have that peace of mind that those photos are Yeah, and for safe. a lot of people, you don't even have to use iCloud. You can use Google Photos for all your photos and videos, and then iCloud just for you know your contacts and other stuff on your iPhone. When we come back from the break, it's App of the Week with Christina. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio today. It's that time of the week, App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Mike. So what... What app do you have? We are dying to know. 
Yes, I know you're dying to know. So for all the listeners, all this uh, talk about this wonderful app is because at 1043 this morning, I still didn't have an app. <laughs> <laughs> what better way to uh, put the pressure on to actually yes. get you going? Oh, you millennials. Oh. What do you got? Is it good? Um, it is good, actually. It's uh, it's another travel deal app. So there's lots of these out there, and I've talked about a few in the past, like Hopper. Um, so this is just another option. It really depends on who you are and what you like. So you have to just go out and try them and see which ones you like. This one is called Hipmunk. Smart what? Hipmunk? Hipmunk. Yeah, this sounds, <laughs> it's like, like, a, this sounds like a winner, Andy. <laughs> it's like Tripmunk, but without the C. Okay, Hipmunk. Yes. And... <laughs> Um, so it has everything in there. It actually pulls information from a variety of travel sites. So it's got flights and hotels and um, they even have like themed curated travel suggestions if you're looking for inspiration. Is this to get to deals or just to be inspired? Yeah, yeah. both. Yeah. yeah. it's uh, It's got a lot of functionality for a little app. Well, I know you like traveling. So um, this is something that I guess would appeal to you. Yes, exactly. And like I said, I I use a lot of these, um, and so it's nice to have another option. I hate booking travel, Andy. Um, it's just I always feel like I'm getting ripped off. I've always just wanted to understand how the whole industry works and the price fluctuations on flights and everything. It's so hard to understand. I think they build in the, the screw you factor <laughs> 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 so that once you book your flight, uh, you know, a few weeks later when you're checking online again that it's, you know, hundred dollars less yep yeah they're laughing the cloud is laughing at you well you always have that apprehension booking because you don't know if tomorrow yeah. or or it might be cheaper or even more so yeah no i can see why uh these uh type of travel apps where they actually gather from a bunch of different sites uh might uh, put my mind at ease hipmunk hipmunk and it's free for ios for ios for apple that's great well, you're <laughs> how bad for you android man Looks like that's all the time we have left for Get Connected. Uh, don't forget to hit our website to enter uh, to win the Sony PlayStation 4 game, MLB. The show. The show 2016. A great uh, Father's gift Day for gift. Father's Day. This is Mike and Andy and Christina logging off. We'll see you again next week.